Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay cryptocurrent. Now, here's your host, Richard Carthon. Today's podcast is brought to you by Liquid Avatar. As the digital universe continues to expand, there's an ever increasing need to verify online identity. Liquid Avatar provides verified users with self sovereign identity services to manage, control, and benefit from their digital identity. For more information, go to liquidavatartechnologies.com. Again, that's liquidavatartechnologies.com. And now for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today we have a special guest working on something very relevant to everything that's going on in the world of COVID right now. We have David Lukech with Liquid Avatar. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Richard. Hopefully you're doing well as well. I'm doing excellent. Glad you could join us. Excited to be learning more about what you got going. But first, before we do, I want to learn more about you. Can you give us some background on yourself? Wow, that's that. I'll try and keep it short because it's been a long career. But I've I've been in the uh, in in sort of the internet space since the mid '90s. Uh, I've done a lot of very interesting projects, including being responsible for the team that developed the way that Canadians type in their credit card online. So that was one of the first projects I brought to the table with Visa and MasterCard and the Canadian banking system. Done all kinds of other technology like translation technology, real-time translation technology that was used by companies like Disney and uh, Marvel and Star Wars and Yahoo to uh, translate things like interviews of celebrities in real time. And uh, I've done some, uh, you know, some great pet projects too, uh, including uh, work with the New York Yankees. So it's been a, it's been a very fun-filled career. Awesome. I know that you just threw in that last bit and I have to jump on it because I'm absolutely a Yankees fan. So that's awesome. But outside of that, it's, it sounds like you've been working on a lot of revolutionary technology and a lot of different capacities. And it's very fitting that you're now into the world of crypto and blockchain. So what was that first introduction to crypto and blockchain? Like, how'd you first learn about it? Well, um, you know, I, I've known about it for many years, but uh, really got an opportunity in, in around, you know, late 2016, early 2017 to really start diving into it. And we took a bit of a different approach. You know, I like to say Homer Simpson looks for donuts and we look for holes. So we don't want to be where everybody else is, right? It's not like a bad Cheers episode where everybody knows your name. We want to be somewhere else. And so we decided to look at identity and basically compliance uh, when it came to cryptocurrencies, because we, we felt at the time that, you know, with the rise of cryptocurrencies and crypto technology, there was going to be a need for opportunities for identity. Because if you think about identity, the internet has never been about identity, but should have been from the beginning, because it actually is a pretty easy thing to want to embed. But technologically, it was very, very difficult. So blockchain technology, along with digital or decentralized identifiers, has helped enable the opportunity for users to finally own their own identity and to potentially reduce fraud and credit card theft and identity theft and all those things. So we think we're in the right space at the right time. I agree, especially now our digital footprint is much more massive and we're going a lot more places in everything that we do. We basically live on our phones. And so as we kind of learn how valuable our information is and how we're kind of just transforming in this technological world, you are creating what is now known as liquid apps. Can you explain what it is and how people can get involved with it? 
Sure. So the idea behind Liquid Avatar is is really quite simple. You know, we are the sum of our parts online. You know, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a family guy, I'm a gamer, I'm an internet guy. You know, I watch certain types of program, I consume certain types of content, all of those different things make me uh, are different facets of my personality. So we believe that if we were going to help people create identities online, it would have to be the sum of their parts. I may not want to share my social media with like Facebook with my work. And I may not want to share LinkedIn with my family. There's different things. And when I go and take uh, educational courses online, that may only be for, for certain reasoning. And I may not want to share other information. E-commerce, the same thing. So we developed Liquid Avatar so that you could associate an icon or avatar with different facets of your personality, different facets of your identity. And then as we grow, different types of verifiable credentials that are associated with the different parts of your personality. It makes a ton of sense to me, especially as, like you said, being a gamer, also just being a part of everything that we're kind of going through with life and even having a lot of logins that we use. Like one of the things that kind of comes to mind is for people that have apples, like the, the bitmojis, right? Or when the, the emoji people came up and you kind of create this, this person, but it kind of just lives in this like social place. It, you can't really extend it outside. It sounds like it's kind of taking on that approach, but truly allowing you to go have an interoperability across all of these different platforms with your online identity. Richard, that's very true. I mean, the idea is if I can just use it to send you a funny message, that's great. But we're looking at augmented reality and metaverse applications and where it goes beyond that. Because again, you know, we're all kind of living on the edge of Ready Player One. It's sort of what can we use to get there? And, and you brought up an interesting point. One of the things that I'm sure we'll talk about is applications. But, you know, think about all the passwords and usernames you have. With digital identity, you could effectively replace all of those with biometric and verifiable credential sign-in. Not just using your face on your phone, but together with a verifiable credential that allows you to enter a particular site or opportunity that only you can control through decentralized identity or self-sovereign identity. So it really makes it easy. I just had this this morning where I'm trying to remember, okay, which password did I use for this and that? Right. And what are my 17 words that I need to use? It gets daunting. And there are... A lots of issues out there. And I want to be in control of my identity. I want to be in control of my assets and liquid avatar technologies and our suite of products help you do that. For the person that's now listening to this, like, yes, I want all of my information in one place. Also this avatar that can enter the metaverse, because that's a really big thing that is coming into the world of crypto. As we know, as we look at AR, VR, NFTs, gaming, all of those sectors, it definitely be cool to have a avatar that can go within all of these different universes. So can you kind of explain like what the vision is for where liquid avatars are headed? I'll start with the vision because the reality is, is still a little bit away. But the idea is that if you have an avatar, it can actually be various types of avatars. You could have a 2D avatar, a 3D avatar, a low poly avatar. There's all kinds of different avatars that you can have and you can control the icons. We have tons of free avatars and, and users will eventually be able to upload their own avatars as well. And then you'll be able to go to the liquid avatar marketplace and buy really cool created avatars if you want. So there's there's lots of opportunity, you know, where you're going to have creators and you're going to have self-generated avatars. So there's lots of different opportunities. But the idea is that I can take a particular avatar into a, a particular, you know, URL or location and use that as part of my identity backed up by my individual biometrics, blockchain-based technology, and verifiable credentials. So I might decide to use a particular avatar for, you know, one type of metaverse 
but because it is very social. But if I'm in a gaming metaverse that I really want to, you know, show my warrior self, I can use that avatar. And that would be connected to different attributes, different attestations and different credentials. So this is really the next phase of who I am. And we have a saying that we allow you to share what you want, when you want and with whom you want. That's the whole premise. And you are in control. The idea behind Liquid Avatar is to empower users to manage and control their self-sovereign identity. We're the catalyst, not the owner. You're the owner. So I know recently you just announced uh, something called the LACE. Can you explain what that is? Well, it's actually called the LAVC. So it's actually the Liquid Avatar Verifiable Credentials Ecosystem or LAVC. It's a, it's a mouthful but we couldn't kind of make it any any smaller. And the idea behind the LAFSI is, again, very simple. If you think, and I'm going to use an example that I think all your listeners and viewers can appreciate. When you go into a store to make a financial transaction, you know, and you use a card, whether it's a credit card or a debit card, you tap a machine or you insert your card or, or if you've got, you know, Apple Wallet or Google Wallet, you can engage with the payment terminal. And that payment terminal is initially controlled by that store. So the store is a verifier. They want to verify that the transaction is good. You are the holder of that card or that, that data set. And then the issuer, your financial transaction, your financial service provider is the issuer. So you've got an issuer, a holder, and a verifier in this unique triangle that moves information back and forth and wants to know the verifier, the store wants to know that the transaction is good, the financial institution wants to make sure you're you, and this all goes back and forth in microseconds. But at some point in time in that transaction, there is a challenge issued. Use a PIN, use a signature, use something to verify that you are validated, that you are who you say you are as the holder. So we're used to that. And in that relationship and when that triangle exists and the transaction goes through, there is no personally identifiable information transferred. Nobody asks you for your name or your address or your birth date. Everyone operates in this trustless environment knowing that in that ecosystem, everything is great. Identity transactions work exactly the same way. The LAFSI emulates what you do in a transactional environment like financial transactions, but with identity access and qualification credentials. So you may walk into a restaurant, let's say, and they might say, well, look, we need proof of vaccination or place and ask for proof of health testing. Using your liquid avatar credentials that were issued in advance and you qualified for, you would be able to scan a QR code and that would initiate transaction just like tapping or scanning a card. And all of that would happen in microseconds. And the challenge that might be issued is, you know what? Show us your face on your phone. And we recognize your face and the transaction goes through. So we're not reinventing the wheel. We're taking modern state-of-the-art technology with user control or holder control and emulating the same type of transaction environments that you're already used to. And we've proven this and it's live. So this isn't, this isn't a vision. This is reality. Which is Really cool. And the fact that you've been able to like implement this, we're moving into a more transactional world. We are already pretty transactional as a society, and especially here in the U.S. But with something as simple as you go to this restaurant, all you have to do is pull out your iPhone or Apple Watch, click a thing, it verifies it, and you keep on pushing the same way that, you know, when that kind of technology came out when you went to the airport and you had like your ticket on your phone and all you have to do is scan it and keep moving. Like, that's awesome. Like, it's really cool that y'all are building that. It's built. So, um, and there's more coming out. We started with health credentials. And why health credentials? Because 
it's actually it's somewhat tougher than COVID vaccination because, you know, it opens up the travel world. So we're talking to um, organizations in the travel industry to talk about when you go to an airport, you want to travel internationally, do you have not only your vaccination credential, but do you have a testing credential? So we can work with licensed labs to make all this happen. On that note, I think something that's really crucial that's happening right now as it comes to that kind of identity is we're currently living in a COVID world. As we go out and about, there are certain places where you now have to have proof of vaccination and other things like that. And I mean, I know people who have already lost their vaccination cards. So does that mean that they're no longer able to go out and do certain things? We're just in the process of bringing out vaccination credentials as well. So you won't need a paper card. Some of it will be self-attested, which means you fill out that information against a verified identity, or we can use government issued records to connect to our system. And then we can take those government records and embed them and create not an electronic, but a digital credential that is tied to your identity. Now, one of the questions, Richard, that comes up, it goes, well, what if I don't have a phone? What if grandma doesn't have a phone? What if? So we are also very cognizant as individuals to be socially responsible. So we have to include inclusion. So there will be other systems and we won't be the only one, but there will be other systems that will allow you to use paper and electronic emails and that type of stuff. But we're really focused on the digital credential. It's two steps above paper, one step above an email or electronic. It is verified and connected to your identity. So only you can use it. And to your point of being able to print it on paper and and do a lot of this, a lot of our society has moved to a phone. Most of us have phones at this point, but there's also a way that even if you were on your computer, I imagine there'd potentially be like a web interface. You go on there, you print it out and I can go to the thing and, and keep pushing. And there's all kinds of solutions that come with it. But the end point is that you have a solution in place. And I know that you have some other things that are kind of on the horizon that are coming out pretty soon. Do you want to talk about some of those? We all know there's a race to acquire more Bitcoin. Why not earn more with what you already have? With Tantra Labs app, you can put your Bitcoin to work with up to 12% interest backed in Bitcoin per year, currently the highest interest rate in the industry. So how does it all work? First, go to tantralabs.io and follow the steps to sign up. Second, after approval, deposit as much or as little as you like. Third, sit back and watch your Bitcoin work for you at 12% interest back per year. Lock in your 12% now by signing up at tantralabs.io, or you can click on the link in our show notes and on our website. We've gone from testing to now working on vaccine credentials, but we're also working on solutions that'll make it easier to verify. I mean, when you think about it and you walk into, let's say, an arena or a stadium, how do you digitally or electronically verify everyone? So we have to be able to tie into things like ticketing systems and POS systems and resort technology and travel technology. So we're working with partners to create something new called Passmate, which will be coming out later this year, which will tie verifiable credentials into the same ecosystems that our network cards like Visa and MasterCard use. So we're we're really focused on what's the next evolution. How do we make it easier and more valuable? whilst keeping the cost down. So all our solutions to consumers are available at this point free of charge to everyone. So we don't charge a consumer for anything. And and we have other ways of making money. We never sell or rent data, but because you're a member of our ecosystem, we have opportunities 
that we can introduce you to because you're a real person. In the Liquid Avatar environment, one user, one account because you're biometrically verified. So you can't open up multiple accounts because you only have one face so or one set of fingerprints or other biometric identity. So vendors, merchants want to reach real people. They don't want to spend money going to social media and blow their, you know, proverbial brains out or electronic brains out on and spending money on reaching people that don't exist or bots or hacks or fakes. So we offer that solution. So they're willing to give our constituents better deals on average. So we have that opportunity, which we can make a little bit of money out of. And then we have SaaS models developing for issuers, organizations that want to issue verifiable credentials cost effectively and efficiently so that we can get internet scale. And then we have ways to verify them again using our SaaS modeling. Now, what's really interesting, although we have the Liquid Avatar mobile app, we're also developing SDKs so that anyone's app can install the Liquid Avatar um, digital wallets. So now you can empower any app to use verifiable credentials not just our app. So we really want to bring this to the masses very quickly on a cost-effective internet scale basis that is fast, friendly, and usable to everyone in the ecosystem. I think the SDK play is a huge thing. It's not an easy thing to build, but it allows, like you said, the ecosystem to keep growing. And I mean, everything that y'all are bringing to this is where we're headed as a society and, and you're building it and have built it. And like that is extremely cool. But one of the things that I immediately question or like definitely think a lot of people might be questioning as well as like, okay, let's say that I have the app or I have whatnot and someone steals my phone or someone gets whatever. Does that now mean that they have access to everything? No. So we took a different tack than many others in the industry. We created what's called a custodial wallet. So when you look at things like Apple or Google or any of the mobile wallets, there's two issues. One, they're on your phone. So they're called edge-based wallets. And because they're on your phone, it means that if you don't update or backup regularly, if your phone is compromised, there is the ability to potentially, I won't say it takes some sophistication, but potentially compromise the data that's on the phone. And there's SIM port hacks and there's all kinds of things that, that cause these issues. The other thing too is that manufacturer wallets are not, in our opinion, self-sovereign. You don't control them. Apple could tell you what or what not potentially to put in that wallet. They could say you can or cannot. We only deal in self-sovereign wallets, which means you are in full control. We cannot see what's in there. But more importantly, it's cloud-based. There is a connection to the agent on your phone, but if your phone is compromised, lost, or stolen, all the data is recoverable because you are the owner of your biometrics and your data, not us. So we've really looked at that from day one and said, okay, how do we empower Richard, not Liquid Avatar, how do we empower Richard to be able to control and manage his digital identity? Because that should be a basic human right. Your identity belongs to you. You should benefit from its value. So that's the premise we took from day one. So we really took a very decentralized approach to this and one where we are the support mechanism, not the owners. And it's the best way to go. Keep empowering people, let people have control of their stuff, especially being in a more crypto blockchain focused world. I think that's a lot of the mindset that's within it. It also just keeps allowing people to have more control over the things that right now, unfortunately, in the world, they don't have control of and are able to keep bringing this into this next decade of where the world is headed in the crypto blockchain space. And one other thing I just want to ask as a, as a wrap up is as people are looking and listening to this right now, want to learn about these liquid avatars, if they were to download the app or, or were to go and try to get involved right now, like what are some of the first things that they would be able to do? 
Well, what's really amazing is we brought the app out in February. Uh, I believe it was February 18th this year. And the first thing we did is listen to the feedback of users. Because sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees, no matter how hard you try. And this is all new technology. So we got some great, great feedback. And we're actually bringing out an absolutely new version of the app in September. So you can go to the Google Play or Apple App Store and you can download it today. But keep in mind that a lot of the bells and whistles are coming in September. So we encourage everybody to do so. You can also go to liquidavatartechnologies.com or liquidavatar.com and see more. We've spent a lot of time, energy, and resources focused on what our constituents want. That is, is consumers or individuals and entities, our holders, our issuers, and our verifiers. And we're um, now seeing accelerating opportunities because we're built in, and unfortunately, the landscape with a number of the variants out there is changing. So people want safety, security, while maintaining privacy and I think we have a solution that supports that. Definitely, definitely. And it's already starting to be used in, in real life. So definitely have a leg up there and, and definitely appreciate you sharing all that information with us. One of the questions that I kind of want to now dive into is you've been in this space for a while. You know, you, you've had a lot of experience being a serial entrepreneur and you've seen over the decades all kinds of phases that we were in, you know, whether it's web 1.0, 2.0, now we're headed to 3.0, the evolution of the app stores and like everything else like that. But like, as we kind of look to this next decade of technology and where things are headed, what do you think we are headed to as a society? I think, you know, the catalyst has already happened. Unfortunately, and I say, and, and you do not want to take comfort in the misery of, of others or the, the issues of others, but COVID was a real awakening for many people and organizations. I mean, I remember when we developed our, our first set of technologies, everyone told us no one would ever shop online. And that was, I mean, rampant. No one's ever going to shop online. And obviously that wasn't true. But with the new technologies that we're seeing in the, in the advent of adding identity, we think that the virtual world is going to expand dramatically. I don't think we'll be spending all our time online, but we're going to be spending more and more and we'll be doing more and more. I lightly mentioned Ready Player One you know, a little while ago, but I really think as a bit of a futurist that we are heading towards that intersection where my real life and my virtual life are effectively one in the same, not mirrored anymore. But once my identity is really valued online, it is one in the same. And so I think we're going to see, obviously, VR takes a lot of, lot of technology. So AR is already here. And Liquid Avatar already has AR built in, but I think we're going to see more metaverse applications, more viewer party type applications where we can do more and more things online together. Definitely. And I think that cross section, like you're saying, like your real life self and your virtual self kind of truly slowly becoming one. It's very viable and on track and on pace to really be something that could be here in the next decade. So I definitely appreciate that insight. Again, with the wealth of knowledge you have and a lot of listeners that come on our show, a lot of them are entrepreneurs or have entrepreneurial spirits. And I always like to ask if you could take all the information that you have right now and can impart wisdom to yourself when you first got started, one to two things, what would you share with yourself? You know, it's, it's funny. I had an article written about me when I was 25. And I, I know I was 25 because it was shortly after I got married and I was wearing my you know, going away wedding suit. So I do remember the article. And they asked me at the time, what do you think makes a good entrepreneur? And it hasn't changed in, in almost 35 years. Surround yourself with people that know more than you do and draw on their talents. That is so important. Listen. Don't be afraid to listen. Don't just hear, but listen. I got the most amazing advice many years ago. It was make a decision. 
So make a decision. You can always change your mind, but make a decision. And lastly, another very prolific marketer gave me this information about 20 years ago. Crawl, walk, run. As babies, we do not start off running. So if you're going to start something, start off by crawling. And along that process, again, listen to others. Don't just hear them, listen. And everybody's got an opinion. Opinions are like bottoms. Everybody's got one. But if you take the time to listen, you'll be able to discern some really good information and seek out mentors. I mean, I did. And don't be ashamed to seek out mentors. Don't be ashamed to ask advice. Those of us that have learned and have a bit of wisdom are usually happy to help. I've been very fortunate. I live in the Toronto area and I've been a big supporter of the University of Toronto. And for many years, I've been called on to be a mentor. And I've learned from all my time in doing that, that you can only compress the time wisdom equation so much. So you do need time to garner wisdom. Believe me, I I remember someone telling me, you know, certain things when I was young and said, you know what, I think I can do better. And they were right because they had the wisdom. You know, we all get great pieces of advice from family, friends, mentors. Just listen. I think that's really important. I think that's great. I mean, those are all gems. Everyone listening, go back, replay that again and (laughs) instill it in your mind and and find ways to keep doing it. The one that I'm definitely going to reemphasize for everyone here, crawl, walk, run. And again, a lot, we live in a society where everyone wants to highlight themselves sprinting and no one really talks about how they got there and are able to get to that place. And so enjoy the journey. Make sure you just keep taking that step. Like you said, make a decision. I think that's another good one. So many people get in analysis paralysis and never just take that first action to just start again. Thank you so much for those gems. David, with all the information you've dropped on us today, what is a final thought that you want to leave for everyone here today? I want to let everyone know that you're important. Like we're all important to this journey. We really took a position in this company that, you know, the individual is important, is as important as the collective. Get out there and do the things that create a positive action and don't forget to pay it forward, right? At the end of the day, I live by the advice I've just given. I live by it every day. My team will tell you, I say crawl, walk, run all the time. Just just do your best every day. I, that's, that's, that's what we try and do with each other. No doubt. And I think that's great. Everyone matters. You matter. Again, everyone listening, if you're hearing that, just a great reminder, you matter. Keep moving forward. Keep pushing forward. And hopefully this little last bit of encouragement is what you needed to just get you over the edge and keep pushing forward. So thank you so much for that, David. What are ways that people can connect with you and learn more about everything that you have going on? Again, you can go to liquidavatartechnologies.com, sign up for our weekly buzz. We send out an email to all our constituents every Monday evening, and it's got great information that they can learn from. Connect with me on LinkedIn. That's my primary way. I, I, I encourage you to reach out. We welcome the opportunity. And if you've got things you want to share with us, we're open-minded. That's the way we like to run our organization. Growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. So I think that's great, David. Thank you so much again for everything that you shared with us. And of course, for everyone listening, stay CryptoCurrent. Hey, CryptoCurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from CECG83. I've heard about cryptocurrency for a while and I finally decided to learn more. Cryptocurrent was recommended. I'm glad I checked it out. Excellent content that makes it easy to learn about different companies building in this space. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. 
For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Carthon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay Cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.